1: need to love you enough to calm down, let the Holy Spirit examine my heart first, look at me first, and then if I still think you did me wrong or you made a mistake, well then yeah, now, now I need to go for the purpose of winning you back, rescuing you bringing you back into fellowship with me and everybody else. Does this
0: make sense a little bit? Anger can be a very destructive thing. In today's message, Pastor Robert will encourage you not to confront someone in your anger. When people wrong us, we get angry. It's a natural response. But the Bible tells us that we should wait. We should calm down and then go to the person and let them know that they hurt us. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 7 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio.
1: From start to finish is the well-being of your brother. Not ruining ruining the guy's character, you know, nature or, or uh, reputation, you know, slandering his his character and stuff. No, win, it, the whole point is to try to win him back, win her back, not ruin her. And he tells us over and over and over again: If you've been offended, you've been hurt by someone, you're, or, or you find yourself just really upset about. Whatever. There's a a really clear principle that's outlined in Scripture repeatedly. First thing you need to do is open your own life up on God's altar. Just say, okay, Lord, am I missing something here? Is there a blind spot in my life that I need to deal with? Just get real with God about yourself. I had a conversation back in the cafe. You know, we were just talking about some of these principles with, you know, with, with the, the, the guys that volunteer back in the cafe. And I said, you know, it's never a good idea to confront someone when you're angry. You better off to wait a day. Wait a day. But see, here's the thing. It's a lot easier for me to speak my mind and confront somebody when I'm angry with them. Because I'll be bold if I'm mad with you. I'm fearless when I'm angry. Right? But if I let that settle down for a day, I'll be tempted to just write it off because I really don't necessarily love you enough to do the hard work of putting your well-being in a place of priority. Do you understand? I need to love you enough to calm down, let the Holy Spirit examine my heart first, look at me first, and then if I still think you did me wrong, or you made a mistake. Or what? Well, then, yeah, now, now I need to go for the purpose of winning you back, rescuing you, bringing you back into fellowship with me and everybody else. Does this make sense a little bit? We need to live this stuff out in front of the world. When I first came to Jesus, I was still angry with the girl I had married at the age of 18. Now, I was 26 years old when I first came to Youth with a Mission, Almost 10 years after she divorced me, I was still bitter. Couldn't see anything in me that had contributed in any way to that bad relationship. And one day my mentor called me out on it. He's like, you know, Robert, I find it interesting that I never hear you say anything about the part you played in that horrible relationship. And I remember, you know, I'm like, She was a psycho. It's like I I was the victim. And even as I said it, you know what I mean? Even as I said it, I knew it was like, okay I'm a blind man. I'm a blind man. What? Because she was no more degenerate and wicked than I. Neither one of us knew Jesus. Do you understand? We were both just sinful young adults who didn't know the Lord. And I had to start praying about that. I had to humble myself before Jesus and say, you got to show me so that it can be changed by you. You got to show me. Shine your light in here and show me and transform me. I say, what about you? What about you? Have you done that? Have you said, show me and change me in that area? Or have you been too focused on what's wrong with everybody else? If so, that's going to be a roadblock in your journey. It will impede your progress spiritually. But if you will simply humble, just make the decision right now, right where you sit, humble yourself and say, God, I, I can't see it. So I couldn't see, I was so prideful. Was, even after, I was like, I, I, okay, all right. There's got to be something there. I don't see it. I'm lily white. I don't see it. But there's got to be something. I'm just telling you how it really went down because I thought she was the wicked witch of the East and I just got tripped and, you know, I was the victim. And, and it took me, it actually took me a, a while. I'm talking a couple of years of prayer and wrestling with that for the Lord to show me that I was just as guilty. So are you. None of us is guiltless. None of us is sinless. None of us is without fault. And every single human is a victim to the enemy of our souls, the accuser of the brethren. And many times we fight the wrong fight. We're fighting with each other. We're slandering each other. Human beings, I'm talking, not just Christian, human beings, when the enemy is the one we need to be fighting We need to be on our knees in prayer. We need to be wrestling, so to speak, with God for our neighbors, our friends, our family members, the leaders of our country. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy. That you don't deal with us like we deserve. You're kind and patient and Help us, Lord, to follow you and not the accuser, to be kind and patient, to guard our tongues and our hearts. And when we're tempted to be critical, when we're tempted to to be condemning and harsh, to lay ourselves open first, and allow you to remove that plank that's sticking out of our own eyes so that we can help our brothers and our sisters. Lord, you, you told us that we can't do this stuff without you. We cry out to you to change us, transform us. Make us new on the inside. And I pray for these people who are gathered here, particularly for the ones who believe that you're there. But they don't really know you. They, they want to. But they're not really day by day being led by you through life. I pray that you would cause them to see the difference between believing that you exist and believing in you, knowing about you and and knowing you. Please keep your heads bowed, keep your eyes closed for just another couple of minutes. That's all it's going to take. Because I want to give you the opportunity, if you're sitting there right now and and you realize...
0: Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study of Jesus' life from Matthew's perspective next time. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the Book of Matthew right here on Main Thing Radio.